on, you got to get us going. No, from the plums, oh, man. Plum, plums, plums. I don't have plums. Come on, you got plums. Yes, right. You know you got plums. Show me your plums. Show us your plums. Stop yelling. You got this. Oh, Montreal! Don't you dare be sour. Clap for your world-famous five-time champs, your new WWE champion, and the Big L, and feel the Well, the Superstar Shake-Up is over. The Chick Foley Show is here to help you sort through what was an interesting week of wrestling. I am Phil Gentile, a.k.a. the Hot Take Kid here in Baltimore, Maryland. Thank you guys for joining us. If you're a new listener to the show, welcome. Uh, across, the, well, across the world, across the pond, Sheena Phelps in Hawaii. Sheena, how are you doing this evening? I am doing well, man. Kicking it, just you know, packing up the house piece by piece, kind of getting things sorted out. Um, so I'll be making my way back across the pond, coming your way um, shortly. So back to mainland living. The queen of pod style. I forget what Zach Egloff called you the 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 lifter of kettlebells or something. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he gave me a title, like you know, titles, titles, titles uh, from Game of Thrones. He gave my own title. I have to like share it with you guys. It was so perfect. Like it was awesome. It was like the Danny, you know, breaker of chains. How she does her whole her whole rant. So yeah, Zach Egoff hooked me up with a uh, a nice little Chick Foley title. Well, uh, we have a jam packed show. We are going to uh, recap uh, Raw and SmackDown and the Superstar Shakeup with a bunch of superstars moving between brands uh, both good and bad we have a uh, a bonus horror segment on the show we have our, our go figure where sheena and i will divulge which uh which new items we've purchased and uh and a bunch more so sheena let's get into it here you guys can hit us up on social media uh at at chick foley on instagram at at chick foley show on twitter you can email us ask chick foley at gmail.com is probably the best way and uh, we love to hear from you guys. Love to hear, you know, we, we read questions from our listeners every single week. So uh, definitely hit us up with those whenever you can. Yeah. And you can also find us over on Patreon at patreon.com backslash Chick Foley show. Um, thank you to everyone who supports the show and all of our awesome Chick Foley fam over there on Patreon. We do have some new Patreons this week. We have Cody Baker. Tyler Burnett and a new main eventer, Trent Chapel. And you know what is how it's such a small world, Phil, is that Trent Chapel knows my sister, not my not my storyline sister, my real life sister, as oh, nice. as our friend, yeah, as my friends over at Fully Posable would say. Um, the, he was like hitting me up, and he was and I saw him on Patreon. I was getting all of his information, you know, to get him plugged into all of our bonus content and such. And uh, he was like, "Yeah, you know, I know Morgan. We were riding to Nashville one time, and you know, she was we were talking about wrestling, and we were t- we were talking about podcasts, and I was telling her about some you know wrestling podcasts that I listened to, and she told me that her sister has her own wrestling podcast, and so I looked it up, and I've been listening to you guys for a couple months, and you know, now he's a main eventer over on our Patreon page. He's serves in the Air Force in Alaska, so he's he's oh, listening wow. to us all. Yeah, he's he's all the way on on Alaska, different, totally different climate from where I'm at. But yeah. um, thank, 
Yeah, so thank you so much for your service, Trent, and thank you for supporting the Chick Foley Show. And it's so so cool. Like I said, such a small world that brings us all together. If your sister just goes on a road trip with every male wrestling fan in the in the country, <laughs> we'll be like a hit. I know, I know. We'll be the number one podcast in all of all of sports entertainment. So you know, Morgan, you need to start start hitchhiking, making your way, you're making your rounds. Uh, I, I don't think it's any coincidence that uh, we, we have a new Hall of Famer Patreon after Marco came on last show and totally killed it with us. A great guest co-host recapping WrestleMania. Uh, that's part of the Hall of Fame tier. Sheena, along with you, get a Chick Foley t-shirt from our friends over at ProWrestlingTees.com. You also get a Sheena's unboxing videos. We you get our bonus episodes, all the articles that I read on the, on the Patreon page. So uh, welcome to all of our three new Patreons. We we appreciate you guys, and thank you for listening and supporting the show. Uh, shout out to our friends over at Wiretap. Uh, check them out, wiretap.com, W-Y-R-E, tap.com. Our episodes and all of our content will be posted there in addition to wherever you usually find it. So just a physical website home where they're kind of building like a, a ringer type of uh, multimedia network there with some, some football, baseball, basketball, entertainment, pop culture, video games, all kinds of stuff. So it's a pretty cool website. Check them out. We'll be doing more and more with them in the weeks to come. I do want to give a, a shout-out to our friends over at uh, one of my favorite new podcasts, Doing the Favor. They gave us a nice shout-out on their latest show. And uh, if you uh, – obviously, there's a lot of hours in the day. There's a lot of dr uh, driving to work and back. You know, I, I like our show. I don't listen to our show because I'm, I'm on it, so I don't want to hear my voice. But uh, these guys do a great – it's like a half-hour podcast. They do. They basically do what we do, Sheena, but they break it up into two different episodes. They'll, they'll kind of talk about the, the week that was in wrestling, and then they'll talk about kind of whatever wrestling figures they've picked up and all the news uh, in the wrestling world, wrestling figure world. So they do a great podcast. It's Doing the Favor on, uh, on Twitter, and uh, uh, it's been a fun listen for me. It's a great little kind of uh, – compendium to our show if you're uh you know you're, you're listening to us you listen to the major brothers and you have more hours in the day to kill definitely check them out yeah for sure and i have to apologize to trent i totally misspoke trent is a hall of famer as well and he is going to get to guest host one of our episodes here in the future we're working it out with him scheduling wise and seeing which episode he wants to to co-host with us so um yeah trent is not a main eventer he is a hall of famer boom boom yeah check out our, our t-shirts at prowrestlingtees.com and I think that's all of the plugs we need to get out of the way here. Let's get inside the squared circle, Sheena. First things first, Superstar Shakeup is in the books. Overall thoughts, who got the better end of the stick here, Raw or SmackDown? Honestly, I think I think I think uh, Raw got the better the better deal. I mean, they they ended up with the Usos, um, which I thought was a good grab for them. They got AJ Styles, which is a good grab for them. Um, surprisingly, I can't believe this is even coming out of my mouth after all of the the stuff that I've talked about Lacey Evans over the last um, you know several months. But they got Lacey Evans, which looks like it's going to be a, a nice little way to you know shake up the women's division over there. So I I think and they got Andrade, which is another huge pickup. Cedric Alexander. Um, so yeah, we're gonna get into all that. But I think, in my opinion, I think Raw got the the uh, the one up on this. All right, let's let's run down the list here. You mentioned some of the names, and we can just kind of talk about maybe some of the storylines or some of the matches they were involved in. Let's start with Raw. You touched on AJ Styles, the biggest name, obviously, 
jumping over to Raw, and the first thing that came to mind for me is, are, are we going to get an AJ Styles-Seth Rollins match that's basically going to burn down the wrestling internet community? Uh, what what a, what a main event at SummerSlam that's going to be. Obviously, they'll probably mess it up and add Hornswoggle in or do something <laughs> weird. No, but, uh, I have faith. I have faith. Two of my favorite wrestlers in the biz today, and God, those guys – I just don't want to see it a hundred times on Raw over and over again. If they're gonna, if these two are gonna wrestle, I think the two best in the company. They need to save it for a big, a big time show. Yeah, I think, and I think they will. I mean, I think we're definitely gonna see some build up to to Rollins, AJ Styles. I don't know if they're gonna give us that right off the bat. I mean, you know, they're they're both two huge baby faces, and um, you know, I don't know if they'll put them head to head yet. I could totally see um, either. AJ or Seth having a feud with like Andrade next or dependent on, you know, um, what happens with Ricochet and Aleister Black, one of those guys kind of getting in the mix there um, to kind of, you know, shake things up. Or The Miz. The Miz is over on Raw now. So, I mean, as much as people like to hate on The Miz, I mean, he – He's a big draw, you know. I think I think people I think there's people out there that actually love the Miz. They may not admit it, but um I could see him being up there in, in the kind of the the shuffle. Yeah, he's probably as far as the main event picture goes. I mean, who else over there is a heel besides Drew McIntyre now? I guess if you want to call Braun, I don't know from week to week what Braun Strowman's a heel or a face, but um, Right. I love the addition. I mean, I feel like Miz changes sides every time there's a superstar shakeup or a draft. Yeah. I mean, he's he's always moving back and forth, but that probably means because they know he can deliver and bring something fresh to the show. Uh, we see Ricochet and Aleister Black stay on Raw, and now it looks like they're mm-hmm. officially, after TakeOver, it was kind of an emotional farewell. We knew that they were done with NXT. Uh, Ricochet has that new cool uh, sound at the beginning of his music. Did you did you pick up on that? Like the the, I, the bullet ricochet sound effect? Oh, I did not. I oh totally missed God. that. Oh my God, go back and watch it. It's like the the creaking of the Alistair Black when he raises up, but it's like a bullet, like a ding 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 ding, ding. like oh, a like a cartoon like cartoon sound effect they added. <laughs> like in. something you would hear on Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Exactly. Yeah. Oh uh, my gosh! No, I did not pick up on that. I mean, those that, that that wasn't really unexpected. Those guys have been on Raw and SmackDown for a while. I'm I'm hoping they get away from doing the tag team thing, but it, d- it doesn't seem like that. I, I think they're just they're destined for bigger things. And uh, now, that yeah, seems- I think it could be. Yeah, I think it could be good for them right now because you know they do have the Usos. Um, you know they have the, formerly the War Raiders. We'll get into the Viking experience in here in just a minute, but they have those guys up there now. Um, and I think they could really, really put on some great matches with those guys. Um, so I think, yeah, I think they're going to remain a tag team for the foreseeable future, but I do not have a doubt in my mind that both of these guys will have a, a great singles run in their future. Speaking of tag teams, uh, probably, I don't know. I've never seen this tag team before. Eric and Ivar new tag <laughs> team on raw, the, uh, the Viking experience. Yeah. You know, um, they're, they're new. If you had, if you didn't know, um, I heard they were champions somewhere else, but they didn't, they didn't come to raw with any belts. So I, I don't know how, what kind of truth there is to that, but, um, they look familiar. I just cannot put my finger on it where I know these guys from. They kind of look like the war Raiders a little bit. War Raiders. I was thinking they kind of look more like war machine. But more Vikingy, Vikingy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They had a little bit more Viking edge to them than than War Raiders or War Machine. But yeah, uh, Ivar and Eric. Uh, oh my gosh, we got to be serious for a minute, guys. This had to be. Seth did not believe me. He came in right as this was happening. So you know, right when Raw started, and I was like, I said, 
I think the War Raiders have a new name, and I think it's the Viking Experience. And he said, and he looked at me dead in my face, and he said, "No way." He said, "There." I think you may have misheard them. Like maybe they just said like <laughs> yeah. this. This is a Viking experience as they were walking down to the ring. I was like, no, their name graphic said the Viking experience, and he was he he immediately got on Twitter and like Twitter was just on fire talking about this name change, the Viking experience. Um, guys, I cannot get behind it. I mean, maybe I'm speaking too early. I, I, maybe, I've, I know I've said I couldn't get behind things before, like Lacey Evans, and now I'm kind of changing my tune, but I don't think I'm going to be able to get behind the Viking experience. It doesn't even sound like a tag team name. It sounds like a, like a ride at, at Six Flags or something. That's yeah. what I posted onto Twitter. Like Someone made a graphic of it like as the new... The new summer ride at, at Six Flags. It's awful. Like, where where did you get this from? Like, why not just the Vi- the Vikings? Where's the experience come from? It sounds like a, I don't know. So, a, a, according to PW Insider, the original name was going to be the Berserkers. Why why yeah. not go with that? That sounds fucking awesome. I mean, that's or, already, I that mean, was already a wrestler, obviously, but yeah, true. But I mean, the, or the last Vikings, or just like I mean, they could if they don't want to use War. I'm assuming War is where the issue came in. Like they don't like that war is too controversial so they can't use that but i mean there are so many um, other names that they could have used other than the viking experience like it doesn't even sound like people it sounds like you said it sounds like a display or a like a like you said a um like a ride at universal it it just does not make any sense to me and these name changes are getting out of hand like i I'm just like, why? Why change their their names like to Eric and Ivar? Why not just use Hanson and Rose still? I know. So, you know, um, Eric Rowan no longer could be called Eric Rowan. And then, you know, Roe is now Eric. You know, I'm like, why are we just like, you know, switching all these things around? I mean, Hanson and Roe were perfectly good names. Apparently, from what I read, Ivar and Eric are actually really like common viking names like they're they're like you know in the in true viking fashion they are like viking names but i mean who who cares who knows that i don't i didn't know that like hansen and roe worked perfectly fine for me and did you hear um i can't remember if it was cole or who it was was trying to get them over so hardcore was like they make their own clothes they eat meat and they you know they make (laughs) their own and i'm like yeah so do the amish you know like i don't i'm not i'm not going to be rooting for the amish experience here um and they yeah, don't even wear was, clothes. They have like a f- freaking tidy whitey on. They don't wear any clothes. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, it well, it was to me. It was just so bad. Um, and my another thing that really irritated me is that they were like acting like, oh, well, they're they're they didn't even refer to them as like that they were in NXT. I don't believe. And then they didn't have their NXT tag titles, which I thought was. There's no chance weird. to go back to NXT, right? They're done. There's no. They're just going to forfeit yeah. the titles, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't watched this week's episode of NXT yet, so I'm not sure what what happens. Um, it's it's actually it just finished as we're as we're recording this, so I'll get to watch it after after we wrap. But um, you can't, yeah, I don't you can't know. have them as two different gimmick names on two different shows, right? That's retarded. Yeah, it doesn't make it doesn't make any sense at all. Um, so yeah, uh, I um another way not to not to promote NXT is these guys are huge NXT stars. They just killed it at Takeover, and there's zero mention of anything they did in NXT ridiculous yeah you know i think that's you know they saw what they did at nxt but why not let that i mean i'm glad they're on raw i think they're going i think they're raw desperately needed a shake up in the tag team arena 
Um, and I think the, you know, the Viking experience and, you know, Ricochet and Alistair Black and the Usos are definitely going to be able to do that and bring some legitimacy um, and some clout back to the tag team division in Raw. But, um, yeah, I can't believe they just, like, put on this clinic at uh, TakeOver New York and, you know, now we're just like, you know, oh, let's rip them away from NXT, you know? Let's just go ahead and bring them up. I mean, it makes makes the Bludgeon Brothers sound like the Hart Foundation, you know, it makes it sound like I would kill for these guys to be the Bludgeon Brothers. You know, that's, that's yeah. way better name yeah. than this. Exactly. And I poo pooed on the Bludgeon Brothers. I was like, what is the Bludgeon Brothers? Um, but looking back, I'm like, yeah, yeah that, that was not the worst. Like, I, I, I thought that was probably the worst it could get, but I was wrong. I was wrong. But other than their name, which I'm sure I'm, I'm excited to see what happens next week. Cause there was such an internet backlash for the name, um, that I, I'm excited to see if they change it or if they keep it the same. Cause mm-hmm. you know how, like, remember how they did the moolah? It was supposed to be the moolah, um, uh, tournament. And then they were like, Oh yeah, no, we're yeah. not, we're not going to, you know, do the do call it moolah because that's too controversial. And they never made any mention of why they dropped moolah. Um, I think they might do that with the Viking experience. They may just come out next week and be war Raiders again and like, or the Vikings and they're going to pretend like Viking experience never happened. <laughs> oh God. I, you're probably right. It's just, I could probably talk about this for another hour, but we got to move on. Andrade and Zelina Vega. You mentioned them. I like him moving over here, but we, we didn't hear anything about Samoa Joe. So I don't know if the U S and the intercontinental are both going to be on SmackDown. That kind of, uh, puts a damper on the the mid card type of guys like like Andrade, so I don't know what hap- what's going on there. Uh, I feel like I feel like that that happens whenever they do this shakeup. It's always like for a couple of weeks we have both of those titles on one brand, and then someone wins it and brings it over or something. But that was that was weird. Yeah, I could I could totally see that happening because yeah, you do have both um, both of those titles over on um, on SmackDown as of right now. So um, yeah, I mean I mean think who else are we haven't even in the mid card we have cedric alexander which i said i'm excited because I, I rarely get to watch 205 live um so i'm excited that he's going to be in my weekly television rotation now on raw because i mean he's amazing um and I'm, I'm excited to see him him come up and they put him and buddy murphy on different brands which i was i was surprised because they work so well together i was surprised to see them put um you know buddy on smackdown and cedric on raw it's good, I think, because then you, then it'd be too easy for them just to okay, you guys go out there, you can have a good match, and then it's just you're just having two hundred five matches on Raw, you know what I mean? So I think it's good to split True. them up and 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 individualize them a little bit. EC three people were pissed off about EC three getting beat up by Braun Strowman, what, and and how he needs to go to AEW and blah 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 blah. Everything everyone says, the, half the guys there's there's two hundred wrestlers. There's going to be a hundred of them that are going to be lose every night and be mid carters okay so Mm -hmm. ec3 has been up for two or three months i mean i know he's he was a big shot in tna or whatever the hell that company is but he's done nothing yet and that's not his fault but i mean you got you you can't like who are you gonna have like be get the shit beaten out of them you know what i mean like back on the back on the day were we saying the same thing about like oh man bob sparkle holly's losing again god damn it man he's a good wrestler (laughs) i mean there's there's guys that have to lose every week i mean you can't have Roman Reigns and Drew McIntyre and guys like that jobbing out to people. You got to have some of these younger guys, and that's that's going to happen. I don't think it's going to ruin his career or anything. It's no, I don't think so. I think it's just one of those things. Um, and you know, it, it sucks if EC3 is your favorite wrestler. Yes, you're going to be pissed off about it. Personally, it doesn't it doesn't make a difference to me because I don't care 
I don't have I don't have strong feelings about EC3 one way or another. Yeah, if EC3 right. is your favorite wrestler, you need to, you need to watch more wrestling. <laughs> I think. <laughs> oh, oh, Phil shoots hard on EC3. I mean, come on. I mean, it's EC3. <laughs> like, what? What? It's not like he's like Brett the Hitman Hart or something. Jesus Christ. I mean, every, true. It's true. Any anytime someone gets like like no TV time, it's like like Luke Harper. Like he's gone. Like man, I love Luke Harper. He was great, but yeah, he, he, there was no space for him. There's just no. They have 200 guys right now trying to fill five hours of TV, um, and it's just not working. And NXT needs to be a developmental brand. They keep signing all these new guys, and it's great to to bring in all these indie guys and and develop them. And I want to see them on the biggest stage. But if you get hurt or if you if your gimmick's not working out, it's you know you're going to get passed over. Yeah, yeah. There is definitely it's definitely one of those situations where it's it's just you know thank you next you know like it's it's if you get hurt or you're not doing what they need you to do like there's somebody waiting that's gonna you know do better work harder whatever it takes to to get that spot you know on TV um, and like you and like people say all the time you know it's, uh, heel husband and I talk about this all the time is like people get so upset about their favorite wrestlers not being or being on TV but getting beaten and I'm like the fact that your favorite wrestler or a wrestler that you like ended up on TV at all. Like that's a huge testament to what the company thinks of them, whether they're getting beat or not, because they, like you said, there's 200 guys back there and they, they, they chose this guy to be on TV. Right. So they have enough faith in him that people are paying money to see this guy, right. That they, they put him out there. Um, and it could have been anybody, but they chose him. And I think people get so pissed off because their guys losing them. Like, dude, you should just be happy that you get to see your, your favorites on TV. Yeah, look at Sami Zayn. I mean, he could have come back as the stupid, like, smiling babyface gimmick, and he would have been a jobber. But now he's out cutting fire promos like he did on Raw, and you know he's going to get some time, man. And he because he can go in the ring. And I don't yeah. know. If, and I, I don't know if this is his idea. It's it's probably too good to be somebody that actually works for WWE coming up with the what he's saying. But uh, I don't I know. I mean, like he's he's reinventing himself pretty yeah, well. Yeah, I feel like I feel like what what uh, Sammy is saying is from the heart, which is why it works. Which is the same thing that happened with Daniel Bryan. When you're, you know, when you have a good gimmick, when you're just talking from your perspective and you just turn it up to a hundred, right? Like I feel like that's what Sammy Zayn is doing. He's taking like these really true internal feelings that he has and he's turning them up to a hundred to make them work on TV. And it is so so good. I thought even though I I'm not a fan of um uh. What's what's her show? Bliss, uh, Moment Bliss of Bliss. Talk. Moment of Bliss. Even though I'm not a fan of Moment of Bliss, and I think Alexa has so much more potential than to be doing that stupid talk show segment. Um, I thought that I thought he was so wonderful on there, and for him, he was like so over in Montreal. Like I, I haven't seen somebody that over in a long time, and then he just took it and turned it on his head, which was predictable, right? We were like, oh man, he's about to just, you know, crush these people, and. But typically in, you know, true form fan fashion, like they would have still cheered him, but he somehow managed to get them to boo him, which is what we want. You know, like that, I mean, that's still a good sign for him is that they booed him and they chanted Kevin Owens um, and all of those things. So I, I am loving the new Sami Zayn. We saw, you talked about the Usos coming over. Of course, uh, Naomi comes over. Uh, AC3 we talked about. Lacey Evans had a nice showing. We talked about her before we started recording. And uh, I like her on Raw because she took a lot of the female wrestlers off of Raw over to SmackDown. So that, that breathes a little bit of a new life into her. And she's, you know, I was down on her. I'm sure everyone was just by walking down the ramp and leaving. But, uh, you know, she's got some great heat. And she she can go in the ring. 
Yeah, she she's pretty talented. I was never a huge fan of her at NXT. I didn't pay her close close attention. Um, and then obviously when she came to WWE and started doing this, you know, half ramp gimmick, I, it just irritated the crap out of me, which was the point of it. But it literally like burned me up every time I saw it. I'm like, oh my God, this bitch, like get her off my TV. But then when they finally let her wrestle and let her get out there and do her thing. And she did, she wasn't bad on the mic either. As many botches as she's had with her hat and then like tripping in the ring and doing all of those things. Like um, she cut a pretty good promo too. And I mean, then she had that moonsault where she jumped from the middle rope to the top rope and like spun around and did a moonsault, like a beautiful moonsault at that. I was like, I was impressed. I, I'm I'm down for Lacey Evans at the moment. Yeah, I like her a lot. Uh, we saw, we talked about Cedric Alexander. Eric Young was a name that was added. He was just shown on the graphic that he was moving over to Raw. So I guess we, I had talked about pairing him up with Bray Wyatt and ending the, ending the the sanity gimmick. And I guess they thought the same thing. So I, that's that seems to be over. Alexander Wolf tweeted out that he was done with WWE, and I don't know what's going to happen with Killian Dane. Cross. Yeah, it was it was pretty um pretty crazy that they just announced it and it was just kind of like, you know, him by himself, you know, which I thought was was strange. Um, but yeah, I, I'm sad to see Sanity break up. I actually really liked them as a faction. I thought they were like interesting um, and fun. We know Eric Young is an amazing wrestler. I mean, even, I mean, Alexander Wolf and Killian Dane are both great too. Um, we know Nikki Cross is talented. So yeah, I'm, I'm very sad to see that kind of dissolve and not really get its, um, you know, it's five seconds in five seconds of fame on, on raw. But, um, you know, I, I think it's just, a, it's one of those gimmicks that works in NXT really well, like we've talked about before, but it just doesn't translate to, the, the big stage, you know, raw and like a, a weekly, a weekly audience. So yeah. RIP sanity. Yeah. I mean, they, they just didn't do too much with them on SmackDown. It would be nice to keep them together, but uh, it doesn't look like it's going to happen. I would, I would love to see the Usos at some point split up. I feel like they, those guys, and that would really kill the tag team division on whatever brand they're on. But uh, I mean, those guys have been together for a decade now, I feel like at least. And I, I just want to see them, be able to shine as, as singles competitors a little bit true but do you not do you remember when brie and nikki broke up and it was like the most repug like i mean that feud was probably one of the most cringeworthy feuds not that i'm comparing the usos to the Bella i was just twins. gonna say please I, okay. you cannot be comparing this four people I, i'm not but it's you don't have to make them feud i mean i don't think they need to they maybe split them up like Next time there's a superstar shake it shake up, have Jimmy Uso drafted to SmackDown and like both of them in the ring like shocked, you know, and like have them have one last tag team match or something and split them up for a year and see how they do. I don't know. Oh yeah, I mean, I I would love. I mean, I would obviously love uh, to for one of them to get like a main event push and get a get a singles title and all of that. But yeah, my heart is like, no, the Usos are they're together they're, they've been together since day one ish like they gotta stay together um but yeah I, I am pumped for them to to shake up raw let's get on to smackdown so smackdown we had tons of people um come over to smackdown but i think the biggest name that we all saw come over was roman reigns which we kind of got um not got worked but you know when vince was like i'm gonna make it's gonna be the biggest acquisition in smackdown live history obviously our initial thought was big dogs coming over to, to SmackDown Live. Well, then he kind of played us and brought out Elias, 
which I'm excited about because hopefully this is the rebranding that Elias needs and kind of like the opportunity to kind of break away from that guitar shtick gimmick that he does in the, in the ring on raw um, and actually become a legitimate wrestling contender, you know, and have an actual feud and feud with somebody, which I wouldn't mind if he feuds with Roman Reigns. I think that could be really, really interesting and a great way for Roman to kind of like, you know, work his way back up instead of just like giving, like strapping a rocket to Roman and, and forcing him, to the top, just kind of like, you know, working through Elias, who is an awesome competitor and maybe someone like, you know, Finn Balor. Yeah, I think it's going to, they're definitely looking to give a push to Elias. You can tell, I mean, that's a great spot for him. I think it's good to kind of freshen him up with a new brand. And, uh, obviously Roman is, is now going to be, I don't know. I mean, what do you, you can't have him just feud with Kofi right away. So yeah, maybe an Elias program right away is going to, going to be better for him. I don't know. Lars Sullivan is there now, so that's a, a big guy he can come, kind of go against. So there's there's some yeah. names, and they're real. And well, Buddy Murphy's there too, which I think Buddy Murphy would be a great competitor with Roman. I think they would work really well together. Lars, they've really been pushing Lars since his return. Um, I mean, he like blasted through Kurt Angle, the Hardy Boys, uh, Ray, r Truth. I mean, they're just basically trying to make him look like a monster, you know. So. I'm interested to see where where that goes and who they have him have him feud with first. Give me a, a Finn Balor four way match against Buddy Murphy, Chad Gable, and Mustafa Ali, please. Jesus. Ooh, Christ. yeah, that's you know? a good call. That would be awesome. Intercontinental yeah. title, yeah. I mean, now now that he's off of he's away from Lashley, we can now get some real wrestling out of Finn Balor with some really good good competitors over here on SmackDown. I think it's going to be good. Uh, yeah, and you, you mentioned Chad Gable. Um, Chad Gable came over with no mention of Bobby Roode, so the glorious ones are no more. Um, so oh, I'm assuming, yeah, I know. I kind of actually like the glorious ones. I Let's couldn't take down uh, all the posters now. <laughs> I know, God. And when are we getting our glorious ones figures? That's what I want to know. Oh, that'll be a year um, from now. Yeah, that'll come out. For sure, I'll still cop them either way. Even if they're, even if both of these, those guys are not in the company anymore, I'm getting those figures. Um, yeah, we, but didn't, yeah. we didn't talk about. Sorry to interrupt you. We didn't talk about that. Maybe on Raw that you, that's another heel you could have and just kind of turn Rude back up to his NXT character and just make him a shitty heel and with the robe and the lights and the entrance and everything and you know give him something fresh. So that that is that would be good. Oh yeah, heel Bobby Rude is like I. I adore heel Bobby Roode. I think it's it, he he just looks like a heel. He has a heel persona. It it is natural for him. I love everything about it. So yeah, I would love to see him get in a main event feud with somebody over on Raw. Uh, they split up the Riot Squad, bringing over Liv Morgan, and uh, we also get Mickey James, Kyrie Sane, Ember Moon, Bailey. So they're really bumping up the women's division here on SmackDown. Give me your thoughts on all of those competitors coming over here to SmackDown with with Charlotte already in place. It's going to be a pretty stacked roster here. Yeah, I was, well, and does that mean, so I was really interested when they brought Bailey over. Um, I know Sasha's in a little bit of, you know, she's in a transitional spot right now, de deciding on whether or not she's going to stay in WWE or whatnot, based on what we know. I mean, just what we've read about her, her negotiations to try to get out. Um, but so if Bailey's there, if Sasha decides to stay, does that also bring over Sasha since they are the boss and hug connection, or is that just going to like be no more? Um, also, I was really surprised to see Kyrie Sane come up. Um, not that she's not worthy of coming up, but I thought if she did come up, she would come up with Io Shirai and they would be a tag team, but it looks like they are putting Asuka 
and Kyrie Sane together as a tag team, which was a little bit surprising to me. One, because Asuka, I think she should still be a singles competitor in the, in the mix for, you know, the SmackDown title. I think, um, putting her with Kyrie Sane, I mean, obviously they're going to be insane. No, no play on words intended there. Um, but I think, uh, I think they're really doing Oscar a disservice by putting her putting her in a tag team versus but I mean I guess if they're trying to bump up the women now that they have the tag titles, if they're trying to bump up and give some legitimacy, that it's a good thing too. So it can be looked yeah, at either way. This is a good time to do it now that you have both belts on one person. So you don't have as many people competing for you know, you don't have the belt going back and forth as much. Uh, you know, build up this tag team division. The Sasha thing pisses me off. I guess we can get into that now. Uh, just, I mean, I, and we don't know what's true and what's not true, but the rumors of her complaining after they lost the belts at WrestleMania and now, you know, taking some time and wanting to quit. It's like, I mean, really? Yeah, but, but do you think she's trolling people? I think the backlash was probably so harsh on her that like, you know, when, when all this news broke out and everybody was kind of going off on her, like, oh, you're a baby. And, you know, Rusev was even getting in on the action and like tweeting, you know, oh, be gone or whatever. I I think she's just like, she would like probably just started trolling people because I heard that she unfollowed WWE and then started following AEW and all of the elite and all of those guys. Um, but I feel like that, that like, she's just doing that to like stir the pot. I don't feel like that's legitimate, you know? It can't be because every interview I've ever heard of hers, they're number one, they're all awful. She's like the boringest person ever. All she does <laughs> is talk about Eddie Guerrero and like, you know, she has no like, I don't know anything about Sasha Banks, and I've heard her do like a hundred interviews. Um, but but yeah, she's like was, you know, she's dreamt of being a WWE superstar since she was a little kid. So you know, to lose the tag team belts, and I know she's had some pretty crappy title reigns. I think somebody yeah. tweeted out they were all like you know, less than a month. She had the the, you know, the women's belt for you know four or five times, and they were all less than thirty yeah. days. But you know, I mean, you're you're on. And we talked about it before. It's like, come on, you were the first women's tag team champ. It, it does suck that they took the belts off of you, but uh, obviously they saw something in the Iconics and wanted to go a different direction. It's not like they were ever going to not have it. But then we saw Be- Becky, I mean, sorry, Na- Blah, Bailey tagging up with Naomi on Monday and then tagging mm-hmm. up with Ember Moon on Tuesday. And they kind of, the commentators kind of got in on the, on the action too, just saying, you know, making hints at, at, uh, there's too many names. I'm, I'm just saying too many names right now. Making hints about uh, the boss, Sasha Banks. Sasha. I, I just I just think she's, yeah, I think they're they're definitely working it. I think it, there was something there, something minor, and then it blew up on the internet, and they're going to run with it, which is smart. Yeah, I think they're going to do that, too, because they obviously had the Iconics come and, like, you know, kind of taunt Bailey a little bit and, you know, say, oh, where, where's your tag team partner, you know, and just kind of, like, you know, poke her. And then she's like, you know, don't don't let Sasha's name come out of your mouth. And, you know, I think they are using that as, as some sort of underlying storyline. I think – I don't think – that she's going to quit WWE. I mean, she can't, I mean, technically she can't quit WWE. Her contract isn't coming up anytime soon from everything that I've read. So, I mean, she's still under contract, um, whether they choose to let her out of it or not. I mean, that's, that's to be determined, but, um, I, I can't imagine that, that she's going to leave WWE with this being her, her dream. And if, if it is true and she does leave WWE, I, I will lose a lot of respect for Sasha Banks because they have allowed Sasha to be part of so many like monumental moments. I mean, she had the first women's Iron Woman match. 
Um, she was in like, you know, the elimination chamber, like first women's money in the bank, like all of these things that have, you know, been part of this women's revolution or evolution. Um, and then she got to be the first ever women's tag team champ. I, I think it's just a little bit, uh, egotistical and a little bit spoiled if she just decides to leave. I and mean, especially with all of the opportunities that they've presented to Sasha over the years. Oh, for sure. I, I totally agree. And we'll we'll see what happens. If they are going to do something, if it's a work, I would, you know, let this go for more than a week or two. Don't bring her back in like a week. Bring, you know, let it, let it last for a month. Have her come back and you think she's saving Bailey and have her turn on Bailey and make it make it a feud between the two of them and you can have that go without a title. And that's what they need more with the women's division. You have you have some great storylines with the title, and, and that's it. You have no other – I mean, give me something else that's not title-related that, that the women's singles competitors are doing. There's nothing. Have you have you already forgotten Mandy Rose and Naomi? Come on. Oh, with, that's <laughs> right. Yeah, and the hat thing with uh, Maria. Yeah, so, I mean, they, they do have some Hatgate. epic women's story – Hatgate. They have some epic women's storylines um, that have happened over the last you know year or so that have had nothing to do with the title. So how can you forget those? That's what – I mean, that's a good point. I want to go back to the EC3, EC3 thing. I sound like uh, Zack Ryder. I'm fucking botching every word here, man. Take a shot. Um, <laughs> I just think you need some more mid-card storylines. I mean, you have all these writers now. Like, there's nothing – and you have like the main storylines, but you don't have anything for these underneath guys to at least have like some running storylines on Raw going, you know, week after week. You just have the same two guys in the ring. Like, why was Finn Balor and Bobby Lashley fighting every week? Why, you know, there was nothing really told to us back and forth about why they were fighting. Right. Yeah, I, I think it. I think it has been better in recent, like the past several like weeks and months um, with them changing it up a little bit. I mean, obviously we had the, we had the Charlotte Becky um, Rhonda feud that like went on way, way too long. Um, but I, I do think with all the new talent getting called up, I, I think they've done a better job of not having the same matches week in and week out. I mean, the, the uh, channel changers drew in the channel changers. They, they've managed to be the exception there. They, I feel like I see them on my TV every week, but other than that, I feel like it's been okay. Yeah. What was the team at the end of uh, SmackDown? Was that Cesaro, Rusev and Nakamura? I mean, C- Cesaro can't even catch a break. I don't know what happened to, to Sheamus, but then and Cesaro gets just grouped in with some other guys, and it's like yeah, that was a, that was an interesting interesting choice at the end of SmackDown with uh you know Big O and <laughs> the the New Day and all of those guys. What's the next pay per view we have coming up? Is it Money in the Bank? Money in, Money in the Bank. Yeah. Do we know any of the matches for that yet? I no, they had the Superstar Shakeup, so we don't have any. Um, you know. Oh, uh, that's true. That would be that would make too much sense. Yeah, they had to like get everybody in place, and then um, I'm sure we'll start we'll start hearing a lot about money in the bank in the in the coming weeks. So be prepared for that. Cool. Yeah, that was uh, a good rundown of Raw and SmackDown here. Uh, we didn't even talk on on Kofi and his moment on SmackDown. What'd you think of that? Uh, on SmackDown, whenever they uh, came out to um, with him and Xavier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, I thought. Well, I thought it was sad that they had to announce that Big E was injured. Um, I thought, um, you know, Kevin Owens saved the day on that. I was really excited to, to see Kevin Owens join. I thought that was a really, really fun segment. I thought it was really well done. Um, and if Big E's going to be out for the foreseeable future, which is extremely unfortunate considering 
Kofi is the title holder right now, and they could have just so much momentum, and then Big E, Big E is out. So, um, yeah, I think they did a really good job inserting Kevin Owens in there and just making it making it fun regardless. So yeah, I was excited to see that on SmackDown. Torn meniscus for Big E. He should be out probably six months. And then Nia Jax has two torn ACLs that she was wrestling with. She's going to yeah. be out for probably close to a year. That is that is crazy. You know, I mean, I know we we've had some not wonderful things to say about Nia on this show, but I do wish her a speedy recovery. I never wish anyone to have any sort of like career ending or you know career altering injury like that. So um, yeah, definitely <laughs> sending out all of our good vibes and good energy to Big E and uh, Nia Jax. All right, so that's it for Inside the Squared Circle. Let's get to our, our bo- bonus horror segment you have here on the script. I don't know anything about this. What are, what, are, what are we talking about here? So I just wanted to talk about this really briefly because I there is the new Child's Play movie that is coming out. Like, you know, that's the new thing for like 2018, 2019. We're just reinventing old horror movies and bringing them into the future. But there is a new Child's Play movie, and they just unveiled the new like what the new Chucky looks like. And it's not a good guy doll anymore. He's a buddy doll instead of being a good guy. I guess they couldn't get the the licensing or the rights to good guy. And buddy is spelled B U D D I, which I think is repug. Um, but they just unveiled, uh, Mark Hamill is actually voicing Chucky, oh, that's which, cool. yeah, which is cool, right? Like Mark Hamill is going to be the voice of Chucky and Mark Hamill tweeted out this, um, this photo of the new Chucky. And it is just, did you, you watch child's play growing up? I'm oh, assuming of course. You, yeah, yeah, yeah. you've you've seen child's play and the original Chucky. Um, this version of Chucky, I, we've talked about a lot of things that I cannot get behind on this show and I am not a negative Nancy, but I am not a fan of this new Chucky. It looks like, some sort of ventriloquist dummy. Like, yeah, did you looks, ever? Re- it looks like yeah, the. Uh, what am I? What am I thinking of? I know exactly what you're talking about. There's a recent horror movie that has like a. Ventriloquist. Annabelle. Yeah, Annabelle. Yeah, it looks like kind of like yeah. that. Yeah. Is it? Yeah, is it? Because- is it a drawing? It's just a CGI. It's well. I don't know if I don't know if in the movie he's going to be. I mean, I'm assuming he's going to be CGI. Um, but I don't know how. It's it's so weird. Um, it looks. He's supposed to be, so he's not a demon. And, you know, the original Child's Play, he was possessed by um, a spirit, you know, that he transferred his his spirit into the doll. Um, it's Now it's technology. So it's technology gone wrong. And this Chucky doll can evolve and obviously learn how to, like, stab you to death, uh, which is pretty crazy. It's, like, basically, like, a Furby gone wild. You know how Furbies were, like, those kind of adaptive, <laughs> intera- interactive yeah. toys, and they're kind of terrifying. Um, so I'm interested to see how the movie plays out. It looks like it's going to be pretty epic, but I just can I get behind this new Chucky. He looks like Slappy the dummy from the Goosebumps books. He does. You know? I used to love those Goosebumps books. Oh my god. Yeah. So if if yo, I loved Goosebumps too. Um, if you guys are out there and you're horror fans and you also listen to this show, I would love to know your thoughts. Like I, that's why I wanted to talk about this because I know I have a, a pretty good horror. Um, wrestling crossover in my in my following so if you also love horror movies and you listen to this show i would love to know what your thoughts are if i'm being too harsh on the new chucky or if like if you kind of don't like it as much as i do so anyway that is what to add that in there i do i do want to add in that mark hamill killed it when he was the joker on the batman cartoons that'll be pretty cool and I'm officially getting really old because Aubrey Plaza is playing the mom in this movie. And I, I, I feel like she's like a teenager. No. 
Oh my gosh. I, when he said, so at, at the one point in the movie, he goes, mom, and it shows Aubrey. And I'm like, wait, that's his mom. I thought that was supposed to be his sister. And I felt so old. I'm like, how is Aubrey playing the mom? And that just goes to show you, let's, let me see how old she is. Can you pull up how she's old 34. she is? 34. I've already checked. Yeah. <laughs> okay. She's 30. She's, she's 34. And in the movie, she's got like a 10 year old son. Yeah. Okay. So that hey. just shows you how, and that just shows you in Hollywood, how like they try to make like you, if, if you're 34, you're automatically in the mom category. You can no longer play like the little hottie, like the Megan Fox transformers, role like you are officially in milf category if if you're over the age of 30 yeah that must say- be the cutoff because she she was just in those awful movies uh with um zach efron where she was like just like a chick on the beach in spring break like breaking breaking the rules and now she's like a mom wow. i know i know she's she's only one year older than me and she's uh, like you know well, you're she's a like mom the- you know you don't have a 10 year old but you know you're true i I mean, not that it, it's definitely not impossible to be 34 and have a 10 year old like that's totally plausible. And like I know lots of people who do, but it just like goes to show you, like I said, Hollywood, the stigma like she like she couldn't she has to play the mom. You know, I'm glad that she got the role. It's probably going to be a, a hit movie. You know, lots of people going and seeing it and whatnot. But at the same time, I'm like, oh, my God, <laughs> that's that's how they view us. 30, 33, 34 year olds. Yeah, it is pretty crazy. Wow. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, getting yeah. old. Yep. So yeah, definitely hit us up on the on Twitter or um, Instagram and let me know what you think about the new the new Child's Play and the Chucky Buddy doll. Speaking of movies, I think we both need to see the the Page movie. Neither of us have seen that. Have you seen? You haven't seen that, have you? No, okay. I I won't be able to see it until it comes out to streaming. You know, like hashtag Parent Life. Yeah, I've supposedly won- that was like the best WWE movie they ever made, and nobody I don't know anybody that's seen it. So. I feel like well, I feel like everybody that I talk to that has seen it is not a wrestling fan. Oh, um, wow, really? Which is, yeah, they're like, oh my gosh, they find out that I'm a wrestling fan, and they automatically like, oh, I saw a movie about wrestling recently. I'm like, oh, wrestling with my family. They're like, yeah, that's the one. They're like, it was really good. So I, oh, I mean, okay. yeah. We'll, so we'll do it for Patreon. Non- we'll do it for Patreon once we both see it. Yeah, we definitely, we definitely got to do a, a do a movie review, even though it'll be like a year old by then. <laughs> yeah, or- nobody will, nobody will care. <laughs> <laughs> but still, yeah, you know, like I said, you'll you'll know all you guys who don't have kids, like you understand. Like me and me and heel husband used to go to the movies all the time, and now it's like, oh, now we'll just wait, wait till it comes out. Yeah, I don't remember the last time I saw a movie in the movie theater, but uh, that's a that's a story for a different day. Let's get into <laughs> our go figure segment. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talks. Here comes the money. All right, folks, it's your favorite part of the show. It's Go Figure. This is where Sheena and I discuss our weekly purchases, uh, be them many or few, but usually they're pretty many, and uh, it's uh, it's it's growing, Sheena. This is everyone's favorite segment of the show, so uh, let's get into it right now. Turn you back up here. You want me to go first, or you want to go? I'll, I'll divert to you. I'll have you go first. I got a light haul, so I'll finish it off. But uh, what you got? Okay, cool. Uh, a couple things here. I did buy some tickets because NXT is coming locally here. I think I think it's actually a month from now. I think it's like the 17th or 18th of May. I don't know who's going to be on the on the show, but I'm sure Gargano, hopefully Adam Cole. But I'm going to go with the with the kid, and I'm going to go with my dad and my wife's dad. So the whole you know every every male in the family is going to come and. Uh, should be pretty nice. Cool. Pretty, pretty cool. Is this the little guys? Little guys' first wrestling show? 
No, it's probably his fifth or fifth or sixth now. Dang! At four years old. Yeah, he's been to a local indie show. He went to SmackDown with me. Maybe it's his fourth. I don't know. But um, yeah, I went. I went to an NXT show a couple years ago with the wife. Before maybe the kid was you know just a baby, and uh, it was great. And I'm excited to see who's going to be on this show. But uh, yeah, bringing bringing the bringing pops and the father-in-law, and hopefully we'll get some beers beforehand. I'll have some extra hands, and I think a, bu- a couple of buddies from my uh, the Baltimore Elite Squad will be there with their families too. So it's a little a smaller arena, but uh, you know it was like I was going to buy a little bit up. My my son was even like, Dad, I don't want to sit too close. I want to be able to see. So I was like, th- there was like the first twenty rows are like forty bucks, and then it's like twenty bucks, like. 10 rows back behind that and it's like this place fits maybe like 2,000 people so there's not a bad seat in the place uh, uh. so uh, yeah it's we got the $20 seats it'll be pretty fun uh, so I'm excited for that um, my, my son is now getting into this is non-wrestling but he's getting into Marvel and DC uh, superhero type of stuff which is confusing how do you explain that to a four-year-old the difference between Marvel and DC why they're not like you know, there's some people on this show and some people not on this show and all that kind of stuff. But right, I've been raiding uh, the local Five Belows for some of the DC figures. He's for some reason big into the Flash and the Green Arrow, which I've you know I don't think I ever liked as a kid. But uh, you know, props to him. Uh, I did order the Retro Series Eight uh, from Amazon, and I they were supposed to be delivered this week. Got an email that they're canceling everyone's orders or delaying their orders, and, and it's just been a, a huge cluster. So I will be ordering from Ringside Collectibles going forward for those retros because a lot of the stores here still have Retro Series 7. Now Target is starting to get them, and they're not moving off the pegs as quickly as they were off of Walmart. So I don't know when we're going to see Retro Series 8 or 9. So anybody listening out there, if you start seeing them, hook your boy up on PayPal Ready, and I got some trade skis if you want to do that instead. Uh, so I don't know when we'll, we'll see Series 8 or 9. Should be should be pretty soon. I mean, Series 7 was over a month ago, maybe two months ago now. So um, that's that's where I am with that. Uh, a little Hasbro update. Hit the sound effect on this bad boy. Uh, Hasbro update. I have purchased the Evil Crush and the Purple Razor Ramon. From good brother, nice. good brother Brandon from the Baltimore Lead Squad. He's he's clearing out his Hasbro collection, so he let me purchase those. I stopped by his uh, crib the other day, and I was uh, I was like, hey, let me go to this Walmart real quick. He wasn't home from work yet. I was like, hey, let me stop in. I had nothing going on, and right on the pegs was Sensational Sherry. So I grabbed that. He he wasn't he already had one. He wasn't too too happy. I was like, he has a Walmart like. He could literally throw a rock to this Walmart from his house. So he goes, you know, he can he can go there every day and just check and see what they have. So uh, I, I kind of snagged it from him, but uh, he had already had one, so I didn't feel too bad. So I have Sensational Sherry now, and I think it was like fifteen bucks. There was there was some kind of sale at Walmart. All the elites were fifteen dollars instead of twenty. So I got a pretty nice deal on it. So I had to pick it up. Oh, and, that's killer. Uh, so the Hasbro collection is coming along. I got Dusty Rhodes. I think that's Elite sixty three or sixty four from uh from our boy marco and uh we did a little trade ski i felt bad that he did not win the uh the patreon contest we gave away that that pete dunn elite figure and he did not win even though he had more entries than almost everybody combined so uh i had an extra pete dunn i was like man just just send me a send me something so i I picked out a, a dusty Rhodes elite uh mint on card from his collection and i sent him a pete dunn and it was a nice little little trade ski and um that's where i am right now so uh 
you know, the, the collection is growing. And I uh, have unloaded all our Pete Dunn's. I don't know if people are still seeing Pete Dunn's out in the wild or not. Uh, I know the the price started coming down for them on eBay, so I'm assuming people started getting them. But I'm I'm not seeing too much. There's not really too much on the pegs right now that I want to buy. I mean, I'm seeing a lot of the same stuff run over and over again. Sheena, I mean, I'm actually excited about you. I was driving today. I was like, man, I'm really excited about Sheena moving, and uh, you being able to fig hunt a little bit more because you're kind of limited. Being in Hawaii, you don't have as many stores locally as you would, you know, here on the mainland, right? Yeah, yeah. We don't have as many locations, and the locations here don't get a, a, a great distribution, you know. And there's there's a lot of collectors here, so, you know, you and they know that there's a lot of resellers here, too. So it's one of those situations, like, they know when the shipments come in, and if you're not there when the shipment arrives, like, you're not getting anything. Like, they're, they're going to show up and, like, rip the boxes open. So, um, again, yeah, I'm excited to have more mainland distribution and for it just to be easier for like our homies to like ship back and forth, you know, shipping to Hawaii can be kind of a, a pain in the butt sometimes depending on what you're shipping. So it will be a lot easier to be able to like ship and get like cheaper shipping when we order online. That will be, that will be another perk of mainland. Cause sometimes you like, you know, go to ringside and they just like rake you across the coals for, uh, for yeah. Sh- yeah, for shipping to Hawaii. So Anyway, yeah, was that all that you had this week, uh, Phil? Pretty good, pretty good little haul from you. Yeah, not too bad. I wanted I I posted up on Twitter about some of the apps that I typically use here uh, in Maryland to find figures, and uh, people had basically the same the same stuff. But I've been using Mercari and LetGo quite a bit to find stuff. Uh, they're great apps. It'll just kind of locally search where you know people around you what they're selling, f- try to find some older stuff, and then Facebook Facebook Marketplace has been good for me uh, to try to find some stuff. eBay, of course, is the easy one. GameStop has a really nice app. I was hoping that Ringside Collectibles would step up and have some sort of app because their 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 website is not fun on a mobile device, but uh, they do not have an app. And of course, Target as well. Offer up. A lot of people said I've never used Offer up before, but um, just some different ways if you're looking for some uh, some different apps on your smartphone to drain the battery and uh, spend more money <laughs> on wrestling figures. That's a good way to do that. Yeah, for sure. We just have a small a small weekly purchases over here. We finally got the Chase variant um, of Aiden English from Elite 65 with the plain black scarf. You know the. <laughs> It was a happy, it was a happy Rusev day over here. Um, you know, the original version has like the, you know, the blackish gray, like multicolor scarf. Um, and then this one's just all like, he's all black, everything. And then we got elite 67 Cedric Alexander. So, you know, in his purple, purple tights and, you know, um, black knee pads with the purple design on there. He has an abnormally long thumb on his interchangeable hand though. I'll have to post a picture because it totally does not look normal did not Um, not think you were gonna say thumb there but i'm glad glad you did (laughs) well it kind of looks like something i mean it could totally you could totally Uh interchange it somewhere else and it would totally look like something else um but i'm gonna send you guys a picture of this because yeah it looks very strange like it's not something that i would normally notice which makes me know that it's not right like the thumb can just not be in scale like it's huge um it looks like a pointer finger or something but he does come with um you know the cruiserweight title and yeah pretty pretty dope dope uh figure from elite 67 but yeah that is all of our weekly purchases just those two this week um i did an unboxing of some pop figures that we've had for a while with the new the latest um pop vinyls over on our patreon so definitely if you're over there check that out um yeah they're they're pretty rad 
I do want to. I've I've had this package from our our good buddy Jose Sanchez, listener of the program. He sent this to me like two three months ago, and uh, he tweeted me about it. He found this at like a thrift store, or like something. It's just as it's a WWE grow towel, and um, it's just a little tiny, like the size of like a stamp. And uh, on the front, in, ex- in bold letters with an excla- exclamation point, it says, grows to a full-sized hand towel. So it's basically like a, a dried-up towel. I don't know how WWE made this. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I tweeted it out that I'm going to film it. I don't know if it's going to blow up my house or what. It's from, you know... It's a Randy Orton hand towel. I guess somebody. Yeah, you should do. You should set up and do like a time lapse on it and see see how long it takes for it to for it to you know unfold. And then we'll then we'll get to watch it. You never know. Remember those little dinosaur capsules when we were kids? I think they still have them where there was like little capsules and you put them in water and they turn into dinosaurs. Those things. I mean, maybe I was just impatient as a kid, but I always felt like they took forever to actually pop up and turn into little dinosaur sponges yes that's that's what this feels like maybe i'll I'll film it or something but yeah it's really it's cool thank you saint jose and he sent me some some attitude era sticker supersized stickers of stone cold and mankind undertaker so uh props to you jose we appreciate uh that man i i thank you so much so uh that is it for go figure we do have some news though right sheena some some figure news yeah, so Elite 68, you know, it's SummerSlam themed, um, which is super cool. You know, you got Mabel from SummerSlam 95, uh, Brie from uh, SummerSlam when her and Steph were were having a feud, and then Dan- uh, Daniel Bryan from SummerSlam where he fought The Miz. Um, so that's SummerSlam theme. We were, I was thinking about today, I was talking to Hill Husband, what we would want the next like theme of the set to be. And we decided we would like to have a Survivor Series set. So uh, Hill Husband and I kind of like fantasy booked that one. And I think it would be really cool for it to come out in November and for it to be a Survivor Series set and us to get 96 Bret Hart with the orange trim that I've been, I, I said I wanted that to be uh, like the ultimate edition, but since they didn't do that for the ultimate edition for them to have like a, an elite survivor series of that. Um, and then 1990 ultimate warrior, like the white gear. Do you, have you seen this gear? Phil, it's ultimate warrior from 1990 survivor series. It's white and it's got little like rainbow warrior uh, symbols all over it. It's super, super mage. Is that um, when he fought and- uh, hockey talk man? No, no. Um, 92 was, uh, or sorry, 1990 Survivor Series was, I just looked it up. Hold on. Oh, I found it. Yeah, he's with, uh, oh yeah, the Ultimate Maniacs or whatever with uh, the Legion of Doom and yeah, Terry, yeah, right yeah, yeah. Texas Tornado. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was, I think that will be a super, super sick fig. And then, uh, the 1992, you have to look this up, 92 Macho Man. It's like an all neon, like gimmick. Like we just don't have that, that classic neon Macho Man in our collection. And it would be perfect because, um, he was fighting with Mr. Perfect in this match and we're going to get that Mr. Perfect figure in an oh, upcoming yeah. release. Oh, that release. Yeah, I remember so, that match. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll have the, we'll have the whole, the whole team. I've always then, been upset that we don't. Have, sorry to interrupt you. I've always been upset no, we good. don't. We don't have like a flamboyant, like colorful macho man like this because that's what I most remember from my childhood. Is I don't remember the Macho King and all that kind of stuff. I remember just the with the shirt on and like the jacket, the tassels, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, the the you know the space cowboy. Um, yeah. I think I think that was that was a definitely an iconic look for for Macho Man, and we don't have a definitive like space cowboy look for him. Like all the all the all neon everything. What it is? Um, where we can feel the glow of the Macho Man. 
And then uh, for from 2002, uh, Shawn Michaels, you got you remember this where he had like the soccer mom haircut and it was the doo doo brown tights and he was in an elimination chamber match. <laughs> It oh, was, the, Dutch, uh, the Dutch boy haircut? Yeah, I remember yeah, that. Yeah, the little Dutch boy haircut. So we definitely need a Shawn Michaels uh, elite of that. And then Heel Husband said 2002 uh, Scott Steiner, since he never had a never had a figure come out. So that was when he made his WWE debut. And then uh, 2018 Daniel Bryan would be an awesome an awesome Survivor Series because we don't have like a definitive heel Daniel Bryan yet, which I think we definitely, definitely need. And we're going to get, but I think it could be cool to be a part of this Survivor Series set. And as a chase variant, I think obviously, you know, they would screw this up and make it super limited release where we would all lose our minds over it. But it could be like uh, Survivor Series 90 gobbledygooker would be like the oh, chase man, that would be awesome the chase variant but knowing knowing distribution and knowing how mattel does their stuff and how wwe would screw it up it would probably be like a 7-eleven exclusive or something you know like it would be something <laughs> something so boston repugnant. market boston market that'd be good yeah boston market exclusive where we would just be like what the hell you know but yeah we kind of fantasy booked like what we wanted our next our next series of uh you know our next theme of our series would be so i thought that would be pretty cool i like that i do like the macho man i love the dutch boy i don't know why sean sean wore those brown pants pretty they awful. were the awful that has to be sean michael's worst ring gear of all time right am yeah, i being I'm, too, am i'm, I'm being looking, too harsh i'm looking at it right now it has like something on the crotch and on the butt like the like his normal logo but like nothing else it's just like Maybe they, they forgot to make him something. I don't. I don't know what happened. Brown. Like, yeah, he came back and more brown. And it's like cowboy boots, like legitimate, like brown shit kickers, cowboy boots. And he's got black knee pads over this gimmick too. You oh, know, so awful. it's um, it just doesn't look good. And it, I mean, and it would have been, it wouldn't have been as bad. But then he had that super dorky haircut too. So awful. It was yeah. It was just like you know one thing after another i mean he came out he was wearing like his normal Shawn michaels stuff you know the chains and the studs and the crystals and all those things and the chaps but then when he took all that garb off it was like oh what is this the the bret hart one is that when he got his leg kicked out of his leg <laughs> oh the the survivor series yeah <laughs> that's why i kicked your leg out of your leg it's oh. funny that you say that seth just said that the other day oh did he nice yeah. Uh, great minds think alike. Uh, random merch of the week. What do you got for us this week? Oh my gosh, you guys. So um, this is another high-end random merch for you guys. Um, it is from before there was Hardcore Holly. Some of you guys might remember in the early 90s new gen where everyone had to have a career or job. Um, there was Bob Sparkplug Holly. And uh, he, was, he would wear like a race car suit. So the... Ring used autographed Bob Sparkplug Holly car suit is available on eBay for a small price of $6,250 and $75 Ooh. shipping. Um, it is pretty cool. I mean, if, if I mean, I wouldn't spend $6,000 on it, but it is a pretty cool little race suit. It's red and it's got like a big bar across the front and it says world wrestling federation. It says world wrestling federation down the sleeves. Um, it's got the WWF patches. It is pretty cool. If I, if I am, you know, being honest, but it, it, that price tag though, Oh man, I don't know how many Bob spark plug Holly marks there are out there that are loaded like that. They're just going to make it rain, but it's out there if you need it. Also bone saw gear still available. 
Wow, a lot of good stuff. I, I was a fan of uh, Sparkplug Holly back in the day. I felt like it was a, I don't know, my I was probably like 10 or 11 years old. I thought it was pretty cool. Race car driver outfit, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's what, I mean, I think, feel like that was back when, um, you know, uh, like NASCAR and stuff was at its peak too, you know, with Dale Earnhardt and uh, Jeff Gordon and all those guys. I feel like that was kind of the the era for all that. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, especially growing up around, I'm sure you, where you grew up too, it was like the, uh, the, the end thing to like, uh, Oh yeah. I had a question from Kenny Dinkins on Twitter at fresh kid NYC. And we kind of touched on this a little bit of what I want to get to it because he, he took the time to tweet us. So now that with AJ styles on raw and Roman on SmackDown, who do you think is the, getting the first title shot or with money in the bank coming up? Will they just have them battle it out? Uh, I don't know if, like we talked about, I don't think Roman's going to get a shot. I don't think either of them are going to get a shot super, super quick. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be any sort of like rocket strap situation where they just push one of them into the main event. But Roman has made his, Roman has made it clear that he has his sights set on, you know, a, a title push. So, I, and, his, and his singles career, like in his comeback, you know, I mean, he was sad to say goodbye to the Shield, but... I mean, he's he's out there to be a champion. And if I had to pick one that was going to get a title shot first, I definitely think it's it's would be Roman um, was going to get the first the first title shot. Yeah, I agree. I think uh, they'll save the AJ thing for you know SummerSlam or something around there. So thank you, Kenny, for the question. You had two, one as well from uh, our good Patreon subscriber, Marco. Yeah, Marco sent in a really good, um, a really good listener mail. So let me find that really quickly and read it to you guys because um, it was just interesting. I never really thought, you know, people were interested in what we liked besides wrestling, but apparently Marco is. So he says, and Marco, for you guys that don't know, he was the one that co-hosted our WrestleMania recap with us. I thought he did a wonderful job. So again, shout out to Marco. Thank you for coming on the show and thank you for being one of our Hall of Famers over on Patreon. But he writes in and says, Hola, first I'd like to say that you two are my favorite people on earth. And second, it was uh, it was great being on the show last week to talk wrestling with both of you. You were amazing and made my dream come true. Oh, thanks, Marco. We're glad we, we're dream makers over here, man. You want to oh, be a pot? You want to? be a part of the the best podcast there is then you can you can come on our show anytime um but enough with the brown nosing and let me get to my question we know life can get hectic and it seems like there is not enough time in the day to do what you'd like to do we know you both love pro wrestling and fig collecting but what are some interests that you both have besides those that i mentioned uh that we fully fan members don't know about p.s excuse me if this question was asked already this question has not been asked before marco so no worries there so phil what besides you know talking all things squared circle and figure collecting what kind of things are you are you into Man, that's tough. I, as as uh, as the days go by, you know, when you get home from work, you put your kid to sleep. It's like eight or nine o'clock at night. I feel like we pop on Netflix and don't do much. But I like to read when I have uh, a free moment. I don't do it as much as I would like to. I'm a big craft beer uh, fan. Uh, you know, we have a, a ton of good breweries here in Maryland, and I try to always grab the newest release and. Me and the wife try to go to some breweries here and there on weekends with the kid when we can. If there's any cool releases coming out, uh, I'm a true crime fan. I like I like uh, uh. there's a, there's a bunch of podcasts that I like. There's the last podcast on the left is a good one, and there's yeah. al- there's always some good documentaries on Netflix and Hulu and and Amazon that I watch. But uh, other than that, I don't collect anything else. Um, that's a, yeah, yeah, that's, that's about cool. It. 
Yeah, fantasy I love football I, too. Fantasy football. Uh, fantasy football is a good one. Um, I I too love all things true crime, and I love like um, you know, invest. What's it called? Um, I investigate TV, like the channel that's always like got all those like oh, murder yeah. mystery ID shows. TV, yeah, yeah IDTV. Like I love I love that kind of stuff. Um, you know, making a murderer, all those things. Um, I'm you know I love you know, scary movies and horror movies and classic horror movies and things like that. Like if I had more time, I, I would go see a lot more movies, but, um, there's so many on streaming now that I feel like you don't have to go see them and stuff comes out on streaming now so quickly that I feel like unless it like has to be seen at the movie, like a Marvel movie or something, um, you're not really missing out that much by, by waiting till it comes to streaming. But yeah, I love horror movies. Um, something that you guys may not know about me on this side, if you don't follow me over on at Sheena Phelps is I'm a huge eco nerd too. Like I, you know, really like care about the environment and I'm like, I'm like, oh, so to put it in terms that you would understand, I'm basically like the real life new Daniel Bryan. I'm the planet's champion. Um, I don't use the same type of harsh tactics he does. I don't like berate people or make people feel guilty for their choices. Um, I try to, you know, educate people through just like giving them the knowledge and letting them make the choices that they want to make. Um, but yeah, I'm a huge, huge eco nerd. Earth Day is coming up uh, on Monday. So shout out to Mother Earth. And also I'm a health and fitness coach. Like yeah, I don't just do podcasting. Um, I don't just raise the baby face. I am a you know full-time health and fitness coach. Uh, I teach people about nutrition, health, wellness. It's always been something that's a passion of mine. So, and I'm a huge nutrition nerd. So, I'll, all the things like as much as I love to eat a good, you know, late night fourth meal from Taco Bell from time to time. I also am like huge into holistic healing and you know superfoods and all that nerdy shit. So I can like go deep diving on like you know holistic health and all that stuff. So that's definitely, I mean, I have so many interests, but I feel like those are like my top like defining interests. Yeah. It's pretty good. I like that. Uh, I feel like also figure collecting has gotten me more into, uh, interacting with folks on Twitter and, and kind of building that community. I do. I used to do the, the Ravens podcast and writing. I do enjoy writing and I, I've been trying to do, I just need to come up with some ideas for some good uh, articles for the Patreon page. I've been putting up a cool, a couple here and there. I'm actually working on one comparing WWE superstars to um, Game of Thrones characters. So that'll be up hopefully in the next week or so, which is pretty, oh my gosh, fun. that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so that's that's also a passion of mine. So thank you, Marco. Great question. We yeah. appreciate you there. And definitely, guys, like this, this is going to kind of go off on like a small little tangent here, but I know it can be easy to get caught up in like the drudgery of just the day in and day out of life, but find something you love and something that you're passionate about. Don't just like eat, sleep, go to work, pay bills and die. Like find something, a hobby, uh, something that you're passionate about, something that you want to achieve and get out there and take steps to make it happen. It doesn't have to happen overnight, but do something in life that brings you joy. Like I, there's nothing that makes me more sad than people that just don't have any joy in their life. Right. They just get like, like we were talking about, Phil said, sometimes it's hard cause you just get caught up in the day to day, but get out there and write your goals down Find something that you love, something that makes you happy, and do it each freaking day. If that means getting up a little earlier or staying up a little later, freaking make it happen. Also, use that little timer on your phone to see how much time you spent scrolling social media. And instead of scrolling social media, use that time to pursue your dreams and your passions and your hobbies and things that make you happy. Because life is short. If you're not doing stuff that makes you happy, you need to reevaluate. Yeah, I have too many friends that I like. I know that I'm friends with, and I just I I'm like what what does what does this guy do? Like what is you know, 
I have a couple of friends that I've been friends with since like kindergarten. And I don't think they do anything. Like I can't think yeah. of anything they collect or like they watch sports. I mean, so I have that connect. I can talk, you know, football with them or something, but I don't like anything like they're not into politics or religion. They don't read, they don't collect anything. And I guess, you know, that's cool. I mean, you have, everybody has stuff going on, but I feel like everyone needs a little bit of an outlet, you know, or you're just yeah. going to walk into your work and like shoot everybody in the head. Yeah, that's well, that's one thing that I, you know, that's I love to be around like people who are passionate, like, you know, nerds, you can call nerds nerds all you want to, but nerds are some of the most passionate people, like at least they're into something, they have interests, and they have things that like bring them joy, things that they're passionate about, whether you think it's nerdy or not, is like, beside the point. But like, I just love that those people have some sort of joy in their life, whether it's collecting, whether it's gaming, whether it is, you know, doing something to pursue some sort of goal or dream that they have, like, I, I just like to, like, when there's some people that are just so vanilla, you're like, well, what do you, what kind of, what do you do for fun? Like, what kind of hobbies you have? And they just look at you like you have a third eye. Like, they've never even thought about that. Yeah, They've yeah. never even, yeah, they've never even thought about what they do in life to enjoy themselves or have fun. And then they're just like, uh. So if, if you find yourself in that position, like, if somebody were to ask you, what do you do for fun? What do you enjoy? What brings you, like, you know, like happiness and you can't freaking, I mean, obviously your family, your friends, those things are the obvious answers. Right. But like, what about just you? Like not anybody else. Like what brings just you happiness? Um, and if you can't answer that, then we need to talk and we need to find some things that you're into and find some way to make them happen. For sure. This is getting pretty deep. I feel like we're turning into therapists here. I feel feel like all of our listeners probably have a pretty pretty deep appreciation for professional wrestling and collecting. So we guys are all philosophical. Oh, there you go. I like that. You know. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. All right. What's our retro wrestling recommendation of the week? I'll let you. So. So since we are post-mania and we're not getting our normal post-mania like payback or backlash this year, we're going we're jumping straight into Money in the Bank, uh, I wanted to pick a payback match from 2016. It is AJ Styles versus Roman Reigns. And since these two, these two guys were the two biggest names to change brands this week, um, I thought it was only appropriate. This was uh, Roman's first title defense since beating Triple H for the heavyweight championship at Mania 32. Um, AJ was still a heel at this point, paired up with Good Brothers. He had had his soccer mom hair. If you guys remember AJ with soccer mom hair, um, there was one spot that was super awesome. He did a phenomenal forearm to the outside of the ring to put uh, Roman through the announce desk. And there's so many shenanigans in this match. Um, at one point, Stephanie and Shane both come out at different points in the match and change the stipulation. So if you've never seen this match, go to your network, look up uh, Payback 2016, and it's AJ Styles versus Roman Reigns. For sure. I had Money in the Bank 2016. It was a ladder match between, it was a good one too, uh, Dean Ambrose, Alberto Del Rio, Cesaro, Chris Jericho, Kevin Owens, and Sami Zayn. And uh, one of my favorite Money in the Bank ladder matches, Dean Ambrose won this one. And uh yeah, it was a great, as much as I don't like Albert, Alberto Del Rio, it was a cool It was a cool match to El see. Kittle. Owens and Zane, and this is the one I think Zane right off the bat just halluva kicked the hell out of Kevin Owens just right in the face <laughs> just to start the match before the bell even rang, and uh, the whole crowd was like, "What the hell just happened?" You know, and it was a, a pretty cool little moment, and it was a great match. So check it out for sure. Even though uh, Dean cashed in against my my man Seth, I you know I, I can forgive him for that, I suppose, but I was pretty pissed off at the moment. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that was not cool. But uh, those guys <laughs> had some good matches, so i to give them credit for that. 
All right. Uh, we did our listener mag. Shout out to uh, all of our friends and all of our listeners here. We want to plug our social media. And you guys can follow us. Uh, Sheena's now on Twitter. She's getting back into the Twitter game. A couple tweets every whoop, week. Whoop. She's just yep. at Chick Foley, but you can follow us at the show, at Chick Foley Show. And I am I Hate JJ Reddick. And the best place to follow Sheena is probably on Instagram, at Chick Foley there. And uh, again, shoot us an email at askchickfoley at gmail.com. Can't plug the Patreon enough. It's patreon.com slash Chick Foley Show. Sheena's doing videos. I'm writing articles. We're doing bonus episodes. Uh, the lowest tier starts at a dollar a month. Honestly, we would want everyone that listens to us to donate a dollar a month because we don't do this show for free. We take time out of our schedule. And the dollar, I don't really give a shit about the dollar. I'll donate it to charity or something if I need to. But I want to want to know all the people that are listening appreciate what we do. And I know you guys do, but uh, the dollar gets you a, a, th- a personal shout-out. Thank you on the show. We'll email you Sheena's notes uh, each uh, each week here before we record. And Sheena and I will be doing takeover recap episodes, which we did not do last time, but that was because of uh, me puking my guts out for an entire weekend. So that will be back on the docket. But uh, it only goes up from there, and you get a bunch of extra bonus content. So check it out, uh, patreon.com slash Chick Foley Show. Uh, another bonus perk that people enjoy, uh, and you can probably – hear about it on our social medias i will go figure hunting for you if there's something you need if you tell me hey phil i'm a patreon member i need a sensational sherry i will look for it for you i'll put you on the list if i find one i'll ship it to you uh just for what it costs plus shipping there's no upcharge or ebay scalper prices so uh, you just made the list we just want to help people out if we can if i if i see figures out and about i'm gonna I'll grab them for you guys over you know some scalper getting them so yeah, and I'd also uh, Patreon helps us provide you guys more giveaways, more contests, and things like that. You know, the Chick Billy Show has always been about giving back. We give away stuff all the time, and that you know we don't get free figures from from people like we. I mean, Shampoo Model, shout out to Shampoo Model. He donated all the figures for our WrestleMania giveaway, but typically we buy these things uh, out of our own pocket. So our our Patreon. Um, you know, you guys allow us to be able to give more back to the Chick Billy community. So thank you guys for all your support. Awesome. Uh, any other notes before we get going, uh, Sheena? Nope. I'm just ready for uh, this buildup to one of my favorite pay-per-views, Money in the Bank. Yeah, it is a, it's is been a slow bill, but I'm, like you said, I'm sure once now that we know the uh, where everyone's landed on Raw and SmackDown, it should kind of shake out a little bit easier. Um, but, uh, yeah, thank you guys for listening, supporting the show. Follow us on social media. Check out our Facebook. I'm going to try to post there a little bit more uh, frequently, but uh, Twitter and Instagram are the best places to do that. Uh, For Sheena Phelps, I am Phil Gentile. Thank you for listening, and uh, stay classy, Marks.
Bronze headed for the television production trucks. God, they're worth $12 million. 